Welcome back to The Lead, a podcast about content marketing by Copyblogger Media. I'm your host, Jared Morris. If you want to get a content marketing education during a walk around the block or your drive home from work, this podcast is the way to do it. Today, Damian Farnworth and I are joined by Copyblogger Chief Content Officer Sonia Simone to discuss blog comments. As you probably already know, we removed blog comments at Copyblogger recently, and the decision created quite a bit of discussion. Sonia shares her thoughts on how the experiment is going so far and how she would advise any site owner considering a similar course of action. Okay, Sonia, so about two weeks ago, March 24th, we announced that we were removing comments from Copyblogger. And it's obviously too soon to make any database judgments about the impact of that decision, but I'm very curious just to gauge your feelings, your general feelings about how it's gone so far. Yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, one of the one of the things that's come out that I did not expect is the number of people around the web who believe that I have super secret ulterior motives and um, they're trying to read the tea leaves, you know, to figure out well, what are they really doing? You know, like what, what's the real strategy here? So uh, first thing is I, I'm, I'm really flattered that people think I'm that Machiavellian. I think that's kind of a, a great compliment, but there, um, there are no tea leaves to read. Pretty much we said everything. <laughs> Those were the real reasons um, that we laid out in the in the post, and I think it's been um, it's it's an interesting mixed bag. I like comments. I like blog comments. So it took me a while to lose that muscle memory of going into the dashboard and and checking for the unread comments. Um, but I gotta say, I'm spending about the same amount of time in conversation. I'm just spending a lot more of it having conversations with people and a lot less of it looking at comments, trying to figure out, um, you know, whether or not I should be approving them. So that's, um, that's kind of a win. Well, and that's, and that is part of the problem, you know, the time spent. And that's one of the responses that we've gotten as well, you know, spam filters catch everything. So that's really not that big of an issue, but as you kind of alluded to, it really is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think, um, there's, there, it's hard to talk about this without sounding incredibly snotty, but there, there are issues that come up when you have a lot of traffic that don't come up when you're not at that level of traffic. Um, you know, and I don't like to get into big blog, little blog kind of nonsense conversations, but there are some issues that come up when you have a lot of traffic. And one of them is that, um, your site really becomes a platform for a lot of grandstanding, for a lot of showboating. And I had a, an amazing number of emails from people, many of which really gave me kind of a chuckle and, and uh, you know, made me smile from people who said, you know, I wish you hadn't turned off comments because I used to get all kinds of traffic to my site from leaving comments on Copyblogger. <laughs> and there were some other quite creative and innovative ways people would use uh, copyblogger comments to get traffic to their sites. And I applaud, you know, all of their resourcefulness and initiative. I think that's great. But it's, um, there is a flip side to that, which is um, the conversation becomes skewed in the favor of a lot of self-promotion and a lot of people, um, they're, it's almost like they're on stage. You know, they're using the stage, they're using the, the blog comments as a platform that doesn't necessarily come up on a blog that doesn't get quite the same amount of traffic. And so a lot of people said, well, I don't, 
I don't understand the problem they face. And I think it's just a question of we're in really different contexts. Um, so, yeah, the spam filters definitely caught, you know, almost everything that was posted by a robot. What they didn't catch was a lot of seemingly innocuous posts left by various people. A lot of, i got to say, a lot of SEO firms mm-hmm. um, leaving comments that really were not tremendously valuable. They really weren't part of the quote-unquote conversation. Um, they didn't add a lot. They they just created a lot of clutter. And I'm not saying, and I hope nobody takes that, that all of the comments were low quality on Copyblogger. You know, and and some people are saying that oh, the com- you know, there's, it's worthless. The blog comment conversation is worthless. I don't think that's true at all. I just, I I, I also don't think that we cut off the most valuable conversation arena that we had. Um, just because of the nature of the platform, the visibility of it, people just tend to be more relaxed, more themselves, more genuinely conversational uh, in our social accounts, you know, particularly our Google Plus presence. So, mm-hmm. so Sonia, uh, what does it mean when a company says that they've outgrown a comment section? Is that is that possible? What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, I, you know. I don't think every company outgrows comments, and I, I don't think any company outgrows the need to engage in a lot of very specific and very time-consuming conversation with their audience, their customers, their vendors, the general public. You know, conversation is part of how 21st centuries do business, and I'm for that, and I think that's a wonderful thing. The one thing our company was not lacking was opportunities for conversation. Mm-hmm. We are, we have an embarrassment of riches there. Um, so I think, you know, Copyblogger was in a very specific situation because we are very high visibility and we do get an awful lot of traffic. And people use the comment section in Copyblogger the way they might not in another company. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's outgrowing the blog comments. I think it's just more a question of making a call, making a business decision right. about whether the comments are serving a, a valuable business purpose or could that purpose be served a different way. You know, any business owner, big company, small company, $10 million company, $100 million company, you need good listening posts. You need ways to observe how people think about you, feel about you, feel about your products, how they're using your products. Um, That's important for a company of any size. And so we just happen to be really blessed with opportunities to do that because of the nature of the kind of business we are. Um, you know, having grown out of a blog, we have so many conversations around our business. But no, it's important. And it's, um, I, I, I don't want anybody to take away the idea that companies should stop listening to their audiences because that would be very foolish. Mm-hmm. So now I want to ask you how the concept of digital sharecropping kind of played into this some. And it seems like there's two ways to look at it because you've got the one way that that we talked about even when we were making the decision about wanting people who left these really substantial comments on the Copyblogger blog to to use those to seed blog posts on their own site and start conversations with their own audience. And, And then you've also got, you know, I guess the argument could be made that we're even digital sharecropping some having these conversations on Google+. How do you look at those two different areas? Yeah, and that was that conversation, you know, that conversation came up a lot and I was glad because it, it means that people who care about our stuff are really taking that digital sharecropping message to heart, which is awesome. Um and just for the record, 
here's how I here's how I see it. I don't put my business assets on a platform that I don't control. So I don't put my content on a platform I don't control unless you know I have it somewhere I can I can keep it and benefit from it. I wouldn't post original content to Facebook. I would just never it doesn't make a lot of sense other than just a a post, a simple throwaway kind of a post. Um, so our content lives on our on our domain in our email lists. You know these assets they're assets we can control. I think the difference is I don't see the conversation as an asset. I see conversations as an experience that the business does not own. Uh, and I think actually businesses are delusional if they think they do own the conversations around their product, their topic. Um, conversation is the conversation is an experience a business has in, that it uses to get better and that it uses to grow and evolve and serve the audience better. And so it's conversations are meant to be ephemeral. You know, it's funny because we're in this 21st century digital age and we want to archive everything. <laughs> we want everything to be, you know, backed up and triple backed up. And, um, you know, if if a meteor comes tomorrow and takes out all the servers that house Google Plus and we lose those conversations, you know, that's a shame. But they're conversations that to me, they're not meant to live forever. What they're meant to do is educate me, inform me, change how I think, change how I feel. The change, the transformation that the, con- that the conversation creates takes place in me. So it's fine with me if it's on another platform. Um, I'm, I'm not a real, you know, and I'm a control freak about everything, but I am not a control freak about my conversations because the valuable part is how it changes me, not, you know, not the words on a server somewhere. Yeah. And to close this out, I do want to get your thoughts on j- just guidance for other people who may be facing this decision. Before we do that, though, Damien, I'm actually curious to get your perspective as, as a writer who's had some posts go up since then. Has it changed the experience for you at all? Um, you know, getting, you know, having the comments and conversation in a place other than right underneath the post where it had always been. Um, that's a great question. I, I don't think so. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's just, you just, what changes is where you look for the you know, responses. The, the, the nice thing about the Google Plus is I'm notified when someone actually mentions my name or if, you know, if, I've, if I'm following that discussion, um, then I'm notif- notified within, you know, Gmail or you know, Google Plus, any, any one of the Google products. So it's nice in that way. It's, you know, there's a lot more ease of use uh, to do, you know, of course, you know, with Copy Blogger, it was it used to be we you know we'd get emails every time somebody um, commented, um, but you know that can get overwhelming if the you know you have a lively discussion. Um, and but then you know eventually we pulled that uh, feature, and so you know I would just have to go on there there and look. So I like the idea of you know being notified. And again, the only real habit change was just you know where I looked for the comments. So outside of that, though, no. All right, so Sonia, to to close this up here, you know, one of the I suppose you could call it criticisms of the decision is that, you know, people thought that we would be leading a lot of other sites to close comments when those comments could still be valuable for them, you know. And I've mm-hmm. seen just on on our Twitter account people talking about how, you know, they've been thinking about doing this and maybe felt more empowered because we had done it. What kind of advice or guidance would you give to people who are considering possibly turning their comments off? 
first, the very first thing is, and Ramsey Taplin brought this up in his in his post, and I thought it was really important. If you're really enjoying it, if you're really enjoying the experience, and your comments are really giving you energy, and you know you're you're enjoying that conversation, that's the number one most important reason you should keep them, even if it makes. You know, even if you could find a business reason to turn them off, if you like them, please keep them. Um, lots of people love their comments and their blogs, so that's that's excellent. Um, and I think the other, I think the other thing to really keep in mind is the important. It is still important to have those conversations, and to get those reactions. And for most blogs, your comments are they're a great place to do that. You know, it's right there. It's all in one place. Um, it's convenient. So, you know, it, we were in a very unusual circumstance. I think most blogs would probably want to go ahead and leave leave comments there. But where I do challenge people is I'm seeing some responses that, you know, a blog without comments isn't a blog or that it's somehow morally or ethically not okay <laughs> you know, to take your comments off. It is, if it's something you've really been wanting to do and you have other ways of talking to people, and this can be, you know, for a lot of businesses, this means taking a customer out to lunch twice a month and just sitting down and talking to them about their experience with the business. Blog comments are not the only way to talk to your customers. So if you are dying to do it and... um you know, you feel like that that value isn't there for you, proportionate to the work, because man, moderating spam comments is the singularly low mm. productivity behavior. Yes. I mean, it's you second that <laughs> way down there. You know, having your teeth cleaned is like way more enjoyable and actually, you know, useful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to your preference. And then do you have another way to make the connections, to have a conversation, to listen? Um, what you don't want to do is use it as an excuse to quit listening to what people have to say, including those conversations that are uncomfortable or inconvenient. Um, those are part of doing business. And so as long as you have that in place, then I really think it's, you know, it's up to your judgment as a business owner. And also you don't have to um, – it's not like you turn off comments on your blog and then you can never turn them on again. <laughs> if you find that you miss them or that you, um, you're having an unintended scenario and you, you, you think you should bring them back on, you know. So that's the great thing about these kind of tools. They have a lot of flexibility and you can do experiments. Ours was, um, ours was a little bold, but that's, you know, that's how we roll. Yeah, and, and 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 we will be analyzing it and figuring out the, sure. the pluses and minuses and the impa- and the impacts, and and we'll be reporting out on that. Well, this has been a very hot topic, Sonia, and I appreciate you taking some time today and and letting everybody get your your insight on it. Awesome, thanks, Jared. Take care. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to the lead. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a rating or a review on iTunes. You can also tweet about the show or tell a friend. And to those of you who have included the lead in your best of podcast posts, like James Dillon of Gorilla SEO, thank you so very much. We greatly appreciate any love that you all give us. We'll be back next week with another episode, most likely the next in our 11-part series on the essential elements of a blog post. Talk to you soon, everybody. So I wish I was a slave to an angel trade. Lord, have mercy on my